Hello, dear reader. Grant here. I've prepared a list of six reasons why we haven't recorded a show of Hearty Dose Friends in about a month. Reason number one. Reaching the culmination of years of research, I attempted to uncover the secret treasure hinted at in my late uncle's will. After descending into the depths of a long-abandoned Welsh mine and reaching his burial chamber, I discovered that in fact it was not a burial chamber, but instead a plastic water bin, in which his corpse had been stowed by a vengeful miners' union. The very same miners' union that I then realised were hunting me through the lightless tunnels that would become my grave. After two weeks of hiding behind a mining curtain, I was able to sneak out when the bulk of the enemy forces were distracted by a lump of shiny coal, and from there it was a short week's walk back to my home in East London. Reason number two. I was fatally shot following an argument over a horse, and only through a series of dark rituals was my faithful assistant able to summon my ghost back into my body, though my control is inexact and my psyche is scarred after being torn from the underworld. Thanks to years of crushing depression, being a furious ghost inexpertly steering a shambling corpse is much the same as my mortal day-to-day -day existence. Reason number three. Chris fell into the back of his wardrobe after shoving one too many boxes of half-painted models in there, and, before he knew it, he was in Narnia. After being repeatedly tricked by that duplicitous goat Tumnus, Chris would go on to betray his childhood friends for Turkish delight and, I quote, a quick go on a sled, without even being asked. When Chris eventually returned from Narnia as the Queen's foremost consort and chief advisor, I was able to dispel what I hope were foul, mind-bending Narnian magics using some old spells what I learned off a hovering lion, and he was back to his old self again in a matter of weeks. I have placed a warning sign on the back of the cupboard to avoid further incidents that reads, Chris? No. Reason number four. After learning that we were nominated for eight Emmy Awards for Heart the City Beneath, our flagship game that dares to imagine what if Dungeons and Dragons was made out of old mints, we were both overcome with such total self-satisfaction that we retreated to our individual wings of the Hearty Dice Mansion to masturbate until we were withered, jizzless husks, gasping for a single sip of Lucasade, or just the opportunity to press our spongy tongues against the condensation-wreathed side of a fridge called San Pellegrino Aranciata. Our fates would have been sealed were it not for a passing rain cloud that took pity on us, presumably because it was such a big fan of Heart the City Beneath, our top-selling title that asked the difficult questions like, what if we made a game where death is so inevitable we don't even have to balance the character advancement? Or, how many times can Grant write the phrase, Red Wet Heaven, before Chris attempts to finally stop him? And it deposited a light rain across our desiccated forms, giving us the wherewithal we needed to pull ourselves off one more time because we're so good at doing games, then get back to the serious business of podcast recording. Reason number five. After playing too much Bloodborne, I became obsessed with the power that hides within the moon. Unfortunately, this did not develop into a cultist-style development of magical powers, or even into a series of increasingly fraught bargains with the malevolent intelligences that dwell there. Instead, I became convinced that the moon was very sexy, and would hang very small lingerie, fishnet stockings, etc. on my window at night, and move them slowly to maintain the illusion that I was dressing up the moon. This increased in intensity, until I was also smearing lipstick, eyeshadow, glitter and the like, making my window very difficult to see out of, and saying things like, Oh Mrs Moon, you saucy little minx, you're orbiting out of your knickers and all of Britain can see your big celestial bum. 
It was only when I attempted to hijack one of the many billionaire-funded rocket expeditions to space, then redirect it to the moon at gunpoint in order to dress it up like Girl Bugs Bunny, but a moon instead of a Bugs Bunny, that Chris decided to intercede and showed me the error of my ways. That I am in fact already married to a human person, and the moon is a big rock that doesn't even have a bum. I am in ongoing counselling for my condition, and I have a special neck brace installed, which forbids me from looking up, lest I catch a glimpse of what I still refer to as that hot little piece of Luna something. Reason number six. We have both been mad because of our genetic predispositions and upbringings, or on holiday because it is summer, and that is the time when one has to go on holiday apparently, and we are also weighed down by the unfortunate fact that when you have a successful Kickstarter and promise a wide variety of stretch goals, which you will then sell as physical product to squeeze some extra dough out of these rubes that call themselves your audience, you have to subsequently write and design those stretch goals which takes vast amounts of time, effort, and brain. We apologise for our continued lackadaisical approach to this, our beloved podcast, the rich and profound hub of the extended entertainment brand that we call Things That Chris and Grant Thought Of. Give us money now, please! There are brief and fleeting windows where both I and my partner are both firing on all cylinders, and the odds of us having a microphone record that window are at present slim to none. Rest assured that we love you, in a sort of distant relative who comes to your birthday party but doesn't know how old you are in any given year sort of way. We'll be bringing the gags one day soon, I am sure. Until then, good day.